This episode of Twip Weddings is brought to you by FreshBooks, the super simple cloud accounting software that's giving thousands of freelancers and small businesses the tools to save time billing and get paid faster. Try it free at freshbooks.com slash weddings. Wedding photography is comprised of once-in-a-lifetime moments, moments that happen in an instant, and our job is to make sure those moments are captured for our couples. In addition to all the technical aspects, such as lighting, composition, and camera settings, photographers today also have to deal with another challenge. Over-enthusiastic guests wanting to get in on the photography action with their cell phones, tablets, and SLRs. Today, we're going to talk about unplugged weddings and how we deal with well-intentioned guests who sometimes make it harder to do our jobs. And welcome back to another episode of Twip Weddings. My name is Bruce Clark, and once again, I am joined by one of my usual co-hosts, Mr. Robert Evans. Good morning, sir. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on what time of day you are listening to this. Yes. So, no Brian this week. Brian had a, had a, had a session today, so he wasn't able to join us, but hopefully we'll get him on the next show. But uh, we're going to have an interesting conversation this morning. I think uh, this is a topic that's, uh, you know, probably strikes a nerve with a lot of uh, wedding photographers, and that's the topic of unplugged weddings um, and how we handle, let's call them over-enthusiastic wedding guests with cameras who want to get in on the photography action. Is that a politically correct way of putting it? (laughs) Excellent. So that's going to be our topic today. But before we get into the show, uh, we want to remind you how you can participate. And we've got several different ways you can interact with the show. First, uh, visit the website, thisweekinphoto.com. Uh, there you will find our show under the Weddings tab and lots of other great shows on the Twip Network. Uh, but go to our show and then you'll find the show notes for each episode. And those show notes will contain the links to everything that we talk about today. Uh, if you have a question or a suggestion of a topic that you'd like us to cover in a future episode, uh, you can email us at twipwed at This Week in Photo, uh, or you can just click on the Contact Us button on the main page, uh, choose Weddings, and that message will come into us. Uh, if you prefer using social media, just add the hashtag TwipWed to your post, uh, or we're also on Instagram and Facebook. So Facebook's another great spot, lots of discussion happening on there. We get new members joining our group every week and some great questions being posted there. So. Lots of ways you can get in touch with us and interact. So let's uh, let's get into it. And uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show uh, this week, we're going to talk about unplugged weddings. And I think you you would agree, Robert, that you know wedding photography it's it's composed of uh, a lot of once in a lifetime moments, right? Moments that happen basically in an instant. And and our job as wedding photographers is just is to make sure that those moments are captured. So you know we've got lots of things going on, and you know we've got. The creative aspects, we've got the technical aspects, you know, we've got lighting, composition, camera settings. We've got a lot of things to think about on the wedding day, right? Right. But these days, uh, more and more, it seems like we have another challenge, and that is the over-enthusiastic wedding guests uh, who want to get in on the photography action with their cell phones, their tablets, their SLRs. Um, I haven't encountered drones yet, but have, have you? Not from a guest. Not from a guest, not yet, not yet. I'm I'm waiting for that to come. As soon as personal drones are, you know, out, the ones that just follow you around and record your life, they're they're here already. They're out already. Yeah. Uh, D- DGI announced that new. Uh, yeah, but it's that's a little big. I'm there's. I'm sure someday there'll be ones that are like, you know, the size of a a small bird that'll just buzz around and follow you. <laughs> well, there was that Kickstarter project a little that came out a little while ago, um, and apparently it's out now. Somebody that yeah. I know got in on it. It was a couple of years ago. It came out, and it's a little small 
uh, little drone. It'll it'll follow you around. I forget what it was called, but they're out now. Apparently, there he got a shipping notice the other day. So oh, good. It's on the horizon. It's coming. So. Um. But, get, out, you know, get out your shotguns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get your get your trained drone hawks. Right. To, you know, yeah. <laughs> drone hunting pigeons or whatever we have. But so the topic of unplugged weddings, I think, has been you know, it's would you say the unplugged wedding is a fairly relatively new phenomenon within the last couple of years, or has it been around for a while? Even pre, you've been around for a while shooting. Is it has the you know, dealing with photography over enthusiastic guests with cameras. Well, been a that's, problem for a long time or is it? Yeah, new that's been of- a problem for a long time. I mean, I just think the volume of people now that you deal with, you know, it used to be, you know, there was, I always called them the uncle Harry's that had the nice cameras and they'd come to the wedding and they'd be shooting over my shoulder, laying in the aisle during the ceremony or doing anything to embarrass themselves. And, I think my biggest problem with it was, you know, well, A, if they were getting in my way, but B, like, I didn't want people to think that they were with me. Right. Um, So that was always, you know, we've always had that or during group shots, you know, there might be five or six people standing around taking pictures as well. And then you get the, you know, writing room, get their pictures back and eyes are not at my camera, there are other places, and then they could be mad at me, like, why is nobody looking? Well, because you let your friends take pictures while, you know. And I, I very cautiously, like, over the years, have educated my clients on these points. And I think, you know, that's why we do this and talk about that. But that's really the best solution, is really just, you know, being proactive and educating your clients and talking about, you know, what could unfold at their wedding. And, uh, you know, here's some things that you can do to prevent that. Yeah. Um, so in your, so, so the unplugged, the idea of the unplugged wedding maybe is, is newer in the sense that now we're having to deal with, you know, like you say, it's been around for a long time. You've always had guests with cameras, be it, you know, SLRs or back in the day, they had their point and shoots or whatever it was they brought, but now it's, everybody has, Right. You know, one of these with them, I'm, I'm holding up my iPhone right now, but everybody, you know, these days, typically now they have some kind of device with them that's capable of taking photos. Correct. Be it a tablet, be it a phone. So the whole, so the concept of the unplugged wedding. So for those who are maybe new getting, you know, thinking about getting into wedding photography, or maybe they haven't been to a lot of weddings. So explain the concept of an unplugged wedding as you, as you kind of understand it. Well, if you go full unplugged, I guess it's asking your guests just, you know, flat out, however they do it via an invitation or something else that goes out in their invitations, just not to take pictures at the wedding with their devices, their phones, their cameras, because they've hired a professional photographer. Um, My like, you know, if, if I got the unplugged part of the wedding just during the ceremony, I think I would be happy about that. Um, you know, you, I don't mind people taking photographs with their phones in, at weddings as long as they're not being obnoxious about it. But the biggest problem that I've seen and the biggest, it's really a disappointment, is really actually during the ceremony because people are not actually engaged in the ceremony. They're more worried about the photos that they're going to take. And really, I see this the most during precessional and recessional, especially when the couple's coming down the aisle afterwards, because it used to be, you know, you'd, you'd go up there, you'd back down the aisle, taking photographs of the couple smiling and, you know, elated, they just got married, it's the happiest point in their whole day. 
And you, you, you know, I would purposely shoot, you know, maybe with a wider lens so that I get the faces of the people in the audience. But now you typically just, you see that, but you, there's a phone blocking their expressions, you know, meaning the mm -hmm. people in the audience. Cause they're also, you know, oh, I got to get this picture. And, and I really ask myself, why? Like, why do the guest feel the need to, you know, have that photo? And I think it's a very selfish need is like, you know, because everybody wants to be the first one to put it out on social media. Like, oh, look, Dave and Lisa just got married and I'm the first one to post a really crappy photo. Yeah. And that's I want to I want to I want to touch on that before we go further, because yeah. that reminded me of something, an important yeah. talking point. So when we go back to the unplugged wedding. For me, it, it goes back even further. It goes back to the the morning, the getting ready. Right. And I, I don't know if you've experienced this or if you've had this happen, but if you ever had a situation where one of the bridesmaids or a mother or a friend say. who's there, they take a photo of the bride in the dress and then, Oh, I'm on Instagram or whatever. And then the groom sees it yep. because they're yep. on Instagram or whatever. Right. And right. It, so now they've seen their bride before they've seen their bride because some, some dummy posted the photo before right. anybody else could right. see it. Have you, have you encountered that? Yeah, definitely. And then those are the two things that I sort of uh, t educate my brides about again. I'll say, you know, look, I, if you can get your ceremony to be unplugged and um, I talk about the whole social media thing, even, you know, that's a big one, obviously, and I'll bring that point up like these, this has happened before and I've seen brides upset about it. Um, but really like asking, also asking the guests not to post anything uh, for a week or two or at least until the bride can post and so now I find myself, which I don't mind because it helps, it helps me out, um, you know, having to pull like two or three or four or five images, uh, you know, that evening or, or whenever and, you know, getting them to the bride and groom to post for social media so that they can actually put out the first images. Because here's the problem in the past with everybody, you know, taking pictures at the wedding and posting, 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 posting you know, two, three weeks later, maybe by the time the photographer gets the couple their images, people are over that wedding. People are sick of seeing Lisa and Dave's wedding. Mm -hmm. And when the nice pictures finally come out, nobody really cares. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, oh my gosh, I've seen so many pictures of this wedding. Who cares? Yeah. It's a photo fatigue almost, right? Like right. Just, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's been my experience too, right? Is you think, oh, okay, now, now we've delivered the images. People are going to be really excited about Cause you know, they posted some just crap cell phone pictures, they will blurry out of focus, you know, out of focus, whatever. And it got like, you know, 300 likes. And then they actually post the actual beautiful shot that we get. And it gets like 20 likes and you're like, what, like, what is going on? Like, it's not, right. so it's not about the photography. It has nothing to do about the photography. It's just people are caught up in the moment and they're excited by the moment. And so it has, it's completely right. separate. So yeah, that's like, right. A challenge yeah. we have to deal with two weeks later nobody cares if they've seen pictures sporadically for the last two three weeks for lisa and dave's wedding they're like oh there's another photo i've i've my finger hurts because i've liked their wedding photos so much yeah have you even experienced it where even sometimes the couples aren't excited yeah i mean you look at that like back in the day when we shot film Usually my couples got their pictures roughly about two weeks following their wedding. And that was because, you know, it took a week to get the film process. Like typically if we turned our film in on Monday, it was back on Friday. You know, I could quickly edit the job, put it in a sequence, you know, throw away my edits and I'm done. But the, generally the couple was on a honeymoon. So it wasn't until like a week later that they actually came in the studio to pick up the pictures. Right. And I think there's something to be said about that sort of like that mystery of that time where they're like excited to see the pictures and 
you know, I, I, you know, even today I just did a wedding this last weekend up in New York and, you know, the planner's bugging me the very next day for a couple pictures because she has to show the bride and groom, you know, everybody wants to there. Everyone's so narcissistic about it that they have to be the first and to show their work and the, this and the, that. And, and I want to, I want, you know, I want that excitement and we have the ability to do it. Uh, but you know, I think it's fun to just tease them with a couple, but you know, I think people, if they keep themselves in suspense, so to speak, I think the joy of going through their photos, um, is much better after, you know, a two, three week period. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it goes back to that whole kind of instant gratification thing that we we've talked about before, just even with, with photographers wanting that fast track to success, they want it now, they don't want to wait for anything. It's the same with a lot of people now. It's everything is instant gratification. They want it right now. They don't want to wait for it. You know, when, you know, if Wi-Fi is slow and they can't get their Netflix right away, they get upset, right? Or if they're, right. they're on a plane now and they can't, you know, get their email, people get upset. And it's like, you know, you're, you're on a plane, right? <laughs> you know, it's this instant gratification society that we just have to have it now. And it's so, you know, that we're, we're up against that, right? And I think sometimes that's, you know, hurt us a little bit as, as photographers, right? Is that's taken a little of that excitement and the anticipation away from seeing photos because they just see so many photos from everybody else, particularly now if guests are really embracing it and going the other direction and going with a, like a plugged in ceremony where they've got hashtags and they've got, you know, there I've seen them live streaming at the reception, you know, photos that have been posted to Instagram with a certain hashtag where they're coming up on the screen. Like that's kind of the, I guess the, the other extreme we, we run, run up against. I want to go back to just the unplugged, thing for for a minute so you know for for me the unplugged when we're talking to our clients obviously the you know the having an unplugged ceremony is a great thing for us because it's one less obstacle to get in our way potentially but i think for us an important thing is we talk to our couple and say like what do you want to see when you look out at the at the people in the church or at the ceremony site or wherever it is that you're getting married what do you guys want to see when you turn turn and look out at the audience what do you want to see do you want to see the faces of your friends and family, or do you want to see people buried in their tablets and their, <laughs> do you want and their to see, iPhones? Do you want to see this? Yeah. And, and for those of you watching, you get a good yeah, visual of not my face. Yes. Robert is blocking his, his lovely face with his phone. So that's, you know, that's, and some people are okay with that. They say, well, that's, that's the time we live in, right? That's the era that we live in. And it is what it is. Some people are, you know, but other people look and say, well, no, we really want people to be, not only there, but just present, right? As long as they've got that device with them, there's always that, I guess that allure to do something else while you're, maybe they're taking a photo, but maybe they're just browsing Facebook or, you know, maybe right. they're just bored by the ceremony. And so that, you know, the worst for me is when I see the parents, you know, they're in the front row and they're sitting there on their phones or in front of their cameras <laughs> or whatever. And so, and every shot where you're trying to get like a nice emotional moment of them seeing their kids getting married you know, right. mom's there hanging onto dad's arm, you know, crying and dad's got the camera up in front of his face. And you're just like, it just, it just ruins or the worse. Or worse, surfing Facebook. <laughs> or for, yeah. And I just want to walk over and smack the camera out of their hand. I just, I'm like, your kids are getting married. Like put the camera down. I'm going to try and keep our clean tag. Um, and, and be present, be there in the moment. That's why you're there, you know, right. and it's just, it's frustrating. Um, have you ever had people in the wedding party? Like, bridesmaids or, or groomsmen pull it out like not the cameras yeah. <laughs> cameras um during the ceremony at all to get like a selfie or anything like that have you well, ever yeah, had that I have a really i have a good story 
And uh, I actually have a photo of it. So I was doing a Jewish wedding a couple years ago. And when the bride was signing the kintuba, the groom jumped up with his own phone and was taking a picture of his wife signing the ketubah. So here I have like the whole, you know, I have the parents in the background or whatever, and I have the groom, you know, taking the picture of the wife signing the ketubah instead of just sitting there smiling and watching and going, wow, I'm getting married right now. Because of course, in a Jewish ceremony, the second you sign that document, you're married. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, I was like, okay, I've seen it all, you know, yeah. when, when, it, when it comes to that, you know, like it's just those, like you hit it on the head. It's like, be present in the moment, you know, be there, whether you're a guest, whether you're the bride and groom, whether you are, uh, you know, in the bridal party, I think it's super important to just be present and really like this all comes down. We can talk about all the different things, but you know, it comes back to, talking to your couples ahead of time and educating them and asking the questions like you brought up, Bruce, like, how are you, what do you guys want to see? Or uh, maybe you know, they want to see that. Right. right? And, and that's okay too. Like if they, if that's, if they're cool with that and that's what they want to see, that's fine. We'll capture that. Right. But I think a lot of them, when they pause and they think about it, they're like, no, you know, I, that's not what I want to see. Like, I don't want to see that at my wedding. Right. right. They might think, initially like oh yeah it's fine and then they think about it more and you bring up some of those issues and then when they think about it they're actually no you know what that's that is not what i want at my wedding right so sometimes they don't even think about it it's not it's not something they even consider right maybe they haven't been to a lot of weddings recently or or whatnot right so they don't even consider it but right so it's our job i think to at least present it and educate them and give them the option and let them know like hey this is this is what could happen this is what can happen this is what we've seen. This has been our experience. Ultimately, it's your guys' wedding. You get to decide. Correct. And you- I think that's important to word it that way. Like, like you know, here, I want to, you know, if you're, if you're wondering, like, how do you approach this topic with your couple? Yeah. You're like, so my- let's talk about the wedding day. And I said, you know, I want to talk to you about, you know, cell phones and social media. And I'm going to just give you my experience as the professionals, the photographer and what I've seen. But it, ultimately, it's your wedding and I want you to be happy. So you know, you just let me know how I feel about this. But I prefer that, of course, during the ceremony, nobody have their phones and, you know, whatever your policy is going to be on that, you know, no phones at all, um, you know, telling the couple how to go about it, whether it be sticking uh, another little piece of paper into their invitation, having the minister say something, having signs by the, you know, sign in book when people come into the church, absolutely no photography during the ceremony, cell phones, otherwise. I was going to ask you what of those, what have you found has been the most effective? Because I've seen all of those things, right? Like brides and grooms put it in I their invitation. I think you honestly need to do all of the above. Yeah, I think if you if you put it, you know, a little, you know, talk to your people who are doing your paper for your wedding and say, can we put a little card in there? It says, you know, at least if it's during the ceremony, we prefer that you, you know, do not take pictures. And of course, especially if they're sensitive about posting to social media, that needs to go on an invitation, because otherwise, how is it going to get out there to every single guest? You know, Um, but people do you find, though, people still don't respect that they still there's still yeah, there's they're always, still gonna be yeah, there's still i mean we have laws and rules but people still break them yeah i, yeah, I guess yeah, you know you we still speed and we still rob stores and you know yeah people, I, people I guess, know yeah. the rules, but is there a but, way to explain like i find sometimes if they just make the announcement and say no photos during whatever but they don't actually explain the, the reasoning behind it I, f- I find some people get defensive about it and say, well, I'm, I'm not going to be told what I can't do i'm going to get in there and take pictures and often they look at us and think that we're the ones responsible for yeah. No photography, right? 
Correct. Um, and ultimately we are, but I actually had somebody, the wedding I did in London in early September, um, you know, she was very adamant about it, you know, nice high end wedding. And she, you know, somebody made some kind of snide comment to me. She's like, can I take a picture now? And I just looked at the woman and smiled and I was like, that's not, didn't come from me. That's the bride's choice. You know, well, I of course educated her about her and made her think about it, but I don't care. I just put it back onto the bride. Like, mm. don't take blame for it. Yeah, you can be the instigator, but, uh, you know, if you can just politely say, yeah, that was the bride's choice. But I think the sign, like I've seen that that's pretty effective before signs by the sign in book or like, as you come into church, you know, you could even blame not everybody gets married in a church. Of course, I understand that. But you could, you know, blame it on the location if that were the case. Yeah, that, you know, most churches have a don't take photo policy anyway, or at least no flash, you know, mm-hmm. that had been my experience over the years. But if you have something that's, you know, there, or it could even be something that's, if you don't want to, if you think, you know, uh, as a bride and groom, you know, I know bride and grooms aren't listening to this, but it's photographers giving them ideas is maybe if they think it's tacky to put something in their invitation, maybe they have something printed that's placed on the seats where the guests will sit because there's always usually like a, a little ceremony card or something, you know, it could be a separate or it could be part of the uh, you know, program for the ceremony that it, you know, very boldly says, you know, please no cell phone cameras or, you know, we've hired professional photographers, please, please, you know, be part of the moment and not in, you know, we request that you do not post to social media, you know, until we get to post our source. And I mean, I think if you're a guest at somebody's wedding, unless you're kind of a selfish bastard, you know, like you're going to, oh, you're going to respect that. Yep. You know, of course, she's sort of admonished her bridal party and the bridesmaids and the groomsmen. They probably definitely know not to do it. Uh, but it's, you know, it's just educating the guests. And there's many ways to do it. There's many tactful ways to do it. And you're going to get people that break the rules. But yep. you know, we're talking specifically kind of we're talking a lot about during like the, the ceremony is the big that's the big one. Right. right like the right. ceremony is the big one because there's some stuff that happens there. It only happens like once and it only sometimes all you get is one shot right. one frame at, at certain critical moments because they don't you know they're not going to repeat signing something over and over and over again like the sign you mentioned the signing of the ketubah they're not going to do that like multiple times right you get a couple of you might get a couple of frames of that um the first kiss is another one like yep. that's that moment happens so quickly and I, I had a situation just a couple of years ago um where the just i was you know i was a little bit way a little ways back because i like to go back a little bit and shoot right. with a longer 70 to 200 so i'm not right up in the in the front i'm usually down a little ways maybe a quarter Correct. of the way down down the aisle and the father of the bride Literally at the exact second that the first kiss was about to happen, I'm all set up. I'm all ready to go. He pops out of his seat right smack in front of me with his little crappy point and shoot camera sitting there like as they, you know, trying to looking at the back of the screen, trying to capture the first kiss. And I'm just like, what? Like, what? And I had to. So I had to like sort of step off to the side and I managed to get kind of a shot. But just it was more of an angled shot. And I, I got I got a shot of him doing it first right 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 right. so <laughs> i was gonna say that's super important like if that happens to you photographers like yeah take that picture take the picture of the person that's like in the way so that if it ever comes back to you and they're like well why didn't you get the picture of the kiss we're like well here's why here's why because your, your father or your father or <laughs> yeah. someone jumped in the way so you why don't you just use that picture in the book 
Yeah. <laughs> How about we put that in the album? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I made sure, yeah, to capture that moment, plus sidestepped him and, you know, I got a shot of the first kiss, but it wasn't, you know, the straight angle that you, the, that I wanted. Right. Right. So, and then of course my wife was, she was second shooting. She got it from a, a different angle, but neither of us ended up with the straight on shot because good old dad was in the way. Right. And right. it's, you're just like, come on like you know so it's i think it's during the ceremony specifically like i have no problems you know bridal party they're having to you know they're having a good time they're going to take selfies and i get all that during the rest of the day i have that's fine knock yourselves out uh but it's during the ceremony particularly that that becomes a a problem um do you find now there are certain cultural weddings where i find the prevalence of electronic devices greater than others have you encountered that (laughs) Uh, yeah, I guess I've, I've noticed that. And, you know, again, what can you do about it? Um, you just have to, you know, again, your best defense is a good offense, meaning that you're going to educate your couples before and say, here's what could happen. How are you going to feel? What are your thoughts about this? You have a discussion, you've done your due diligence then at that point. And if the wedding turns out to be a camera fiasco, well, you just do your best to capture it and they get what they get and they can't throw a fit. Yep. Yep. The only people they can get upset with at that point would be family. Like, cause they'll be able to identify them in the photos, right? Like, right. oh yeah, there's uncle Jim with his tablet in the middle of the aisle. Right. Yep. So, you know, yeah. So setting, it goes back to, and we've had a talk on this before about setting expectations, you know, setting expectations when it comes to this stuff so that they right. know this is the potential that could happen. Um, do you do anything? So let's say, so I know uh, another photographer, Heather Jowett, I want to get her on the show to talk about customer service because she spoke at CPC. She was great. Uh-huh. She actually offers a discount to her couples if they uh, do an unplugged wedding. Have you heard of other photographers doing uh-huh. something? That's a, that's a good idea. Similar? Yeah. So, so she actually so gives them a, a discount. Elab- if, yeah. Elaborate. Yeah. So basically it's just, I don't know the full what she does exactly, but I just know she offers a discount if they do an unplugged wedding. Cause she said, that's making my job easier. So for doing that, then she offers them a little bit of a discount as to, as a way to kind of encourage them to go the, the unplugged um, route during the ceremony. Right. So that might be an interesting tactic. You know, I don't yeah. know about the discount yeah. thing. I would talk to them more about like, here's the advantages of going with an unplugged wedding. And here's the disadvantages of going with a, with a plugged in wedding. Um, and then let them decide from there. Right. But right. Well, the discount, I think, really makes then it's something tangible that the couple like are going to mm-hmm. strive more towards. Oh, my gosh, you're going to get a ten- whatever she gives or whether you give like, I'll give you a free 16 by 20 if you just have a unplugged wedding for me yeah. or whatever you want to do as the photographer. But yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting approach to go the kind of get the unplugged. So let's say they've decided that they're not really, you know. They haven't forced the, the unplugged thing on their guests. They don't want to go that route. Is there any steps you take to deal, to, any proactive steps that you take? Because I always will see, like, I know the ones because they've slid over. They've gotten the aisle seat. They've got their SLR. They've got their tablet. Do you, do you, is there anything you do proactively with those guests before anything gets rolling to kind of educate them? Well, then it just becomes a defensive tactic. I bring my paintball gun to the wedding and then <laughs> take, take them up. out. <laughs> they they raise that phone up and woof, yeah. shoot it right out of their hands. Did you, see, did you see that guy that was, I don't know if it was set up or, or if it was real, but he went, he was running around with hedge clippers and he oh, was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, in New York. Yeah. In New York. And he was cutting people's uh, selfie so, sticks. I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> I thought that was the greatest thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think if you, you know, you can identify uh, the Uncle Harry or, you know, as they were in the old days. I don't know what the new acronym would be. The, the Uncle them, Bob or the Auntie Helen or, yeah. Right, but the ones are, that yeah. you said that, like, you know, they get that aisle seat and they're pushing people out of the way to get in to make sure that they get in that seat. And, you know, like, you could walk up and down the aisle and before the ceremony and sort of have a look and, uh, you know, and maybe you just talk to them and be like, hey, you know, I just see that, you know, you don't have to tell them that you suspect them or anything like, but, you know, hey, I noticed you have your phone and that's great. And, you know, will you just keep in mind at the end of the ceremony not to stick your phone out in the aisle or whatever, because it will, it'll be in the bride and groom shot. And if you do it, I'm going to go ahead and take the picture, you know, but they're going to see, they'll know who it is, you know, or whatever, if you can nicely say that, because if you sort of put that fear of God in them, like, mm. oh yeah, they're going to know that it was me that ruined the picture or, you know, or please don't, you know, luckily some aisles, you know, people kind of have barriers or there's flowers that go by and they can't necessarily jump up. But if you do have an aisle where that's possible and you suspect it, just talk to the guests before. You know, I've done it before because sometimes, so that, you know, as the photographer, you see the overzealous person, you know, running around taking pictures. And sometimes it's an aunt or a mom or, you know, and it, it may be an uncomfortable conversation to have, but it's a necessary conversation to have. Yeah, we've even had it once where uh, we weren't allowed to photograph the ceremony. The, right. This was came from the priest. So once the once the bride got to the front uh, of the aisle and and handed was handed off at that point we had to stop taking photos during the rest of the ceremony and then the priest said he would stage uh, you can see my eye roll if you're watching <laughs> uh, he would restage the first kiss and a couple of the other moments and we were just like mm, okay so we had to sit in the pew while all this stuff was going on but of course the priest made no announcement at the beginning of the ceremony about the no the photography guests. thing. To the so there were a couple of guests that were up running around taking photos during the whole time. And there we were sitting in the pew kind of going, um, is anybody going to say anything to these guys? Well, of course, at the reception, people came up to us and said, you know, we noticed. Can we ask a question? <laughs> we noticed you weren't taking any photos during the ceremony. And we're like, yeah, we were under instructions from the priest. We weren't allowed to. And they're like, oh, we didn't realize that because other people were taking photos. We're like, yeah, we were aware of that. Have you ever, have you ever into that situation? Yeah. I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever been told that I can't take pictures during a ceremony, but there's been times where like, you know, we can't be up at the front to take processional photos. You have to kind of shoot that from behind or, you know, banish to a balcony or things like that. Um, so, you know, like I've had to deal with those situations. I don't know that I've ever been told that I actually cannot photograph the ceremony. I mean, maybe back in the day I did a few Mormon weddings, but you're not even allowed inside the temple. So yeah. that it's a non-issue. Yeah. No, this was even, this wasn't even anything like it was like a Protestant. It wasn't even like an ultra religious wedding or anything like that. He was just, uh, the, I think the particular minister at this church was just a giant control freak. Um, and uh, yeah, he, and he just, it wasn't, even the bride and groom didn't, didn't care for him, uh, you know, I think, but that, you know, right. it was just too late at that point. So, um, you know, we did, what, we did what we could, but it was just disappointing that they didn't make any kind of announcement. And we ended up looking kind of, you know, lazy because we weren't photographing right during right. the, you know, during the, the ceremonies. So, um, so let's, uh, moving on. So I think we've kind of covered the unplugged stuff. There's some other things I want to talk about related to kind of guest photography. Um, 
What, um, how do you respond to the request? And we've had this from a few brides and grooms over the years that they have a friend, you know, that's getting into photography. Um, and that friend is offered to, you know, tag along as like a third photographer to, uh, you know, uh, build their portfolio or what have you. And the bride and groom says, Oh, you know, my friend is going to come with their camera. Hope that's okay. How do you, how do you handle those? Have you had those requests? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, I typically try to put an end to that. Um, and, and I actually wanted to talk about this. So that's kind of a good segue along the same lines is I find more and more too now. And in the last two weddings that I've done, there's absolutely been the case. There is a third photographer there, be it from the planner or the florist or someone that's also taking pictures and you're kind of like, uh, and, and nine out of 10 times, like, I, I mean, actually probably 10 out of 10 times, I don't think. They're dressed like crap. They, they, you know, look slobbingly, mm -hmm. if you will. You know, like I dress up to a wedding. I dress appropriate at, at a wedding. You know, I wear a suit or a tux depending on, you know, the type of event that I'm at. Yep. And I don't want people assuming this would be the same for the friend that they're with myself or my team. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I talk to, I tell them exactly that. And you know, I tell them that it's a distraction. I tell them that um, I don't particularly, I don't mind if your friend takes a few candids. I'm not going to stop your friend from doing that, but they cannot shoot what I'm shooting. They cannot shoot over my shoulder. Uh, and they cannot, like I, I said, they want to, you know, that's the problem I have with these people that are there taking pictures for the florist or whoever, in that they're, they're you know, some photographer that hasn't, uh, earned the right to be at the caliber of wedding that, that I'm photographing and they're taking pictures for their portfolio. Right. Um, you know, beyond what they're doing. And that's typically you watch them and they do that. They're sneaking other photos. Like they're taking pictures during the ceremony. I, I had mine this last weekend and she like looked, took a picture of, you know, stopped the couple and took a picture of the couple, you know, I was out doing on the grounds doing pictures and she's like, Oh yeah, I can't take a, you know, I was like, I kind of just stood behind them so that I was in the photo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> photo but, <bomber. laughs> right. But like that type of stuff, like that really gets under my skin because again, like, I don't care if you think it sounds arrogant. You did not earn the right to be at that wedding. I did. And I have the same feeling when it comes to like, third shooters or even of people that I bring like a lot of, you know, I get a lot of people ask, they want to assist me. And I said, look, you know, and when I, and who I decide to let, but I tell them all this. And I said, you can come to my wedding. I just want to like a lot of time with the third shooter. I want to see how they, what they see. But you know, now in, in today's world, I give them my own cards. I'm like, you shoot on my cards and you give them back to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, uh, you know, if I have somebody in a long, you know, long term, this is a side note, but you've been with me for a long time. You're a second shooter, whatever, but you want to use a couple of the images you take. If you're loyal to me and you're good, you know, fine. I, I'll let you use those images. But my only uh, caveat is, is that, you know, if, if it were to come and you're showing a couple of these pictures, you know, and you're honest with them and you say, well, I did shoot at this wedding, but I was a second shooter with. Right whoever. Yeah. But anyway, like these, these people that come along, like I, I really just try to, I actually have a clause in my contract that says that I am the only photographer and I name these things, you know, mm -hmm. like no friends with nice equipment, the planners, the florists, other people cannot have other photographers there. Now, sometimes of course I can't stop that because they just show up, but they've signed the contract if they, you know, and, and I sort of deal with it on a case by case basis, but if they deal with, 
you know, they're not obnoxious, but if it's becoming a problem or this was back years ago, but it was the same thing. There was some photographer there and, uh, she's like running around and I had it the same thing this last weekend at my wedding. Like I'm trying to shoot detail, which if you know to shoot detail in a ballroom, it's like, it's a rarity that you get the room clear yeah, or even always. a side of the room clear when you're trying to get one side. And here I have all the waiters out, but I have this other photographer doing their own pictures. Yeah. I'm like, get out of my way. Like, I don't care who you are or who you're with. Like I, and I'll say something to him. I'm very polite about it. I'm frust I'm venting my frustration here, yeah. but I'm, <laughs> very polite about it but you know it's like those things that are just like it's just so aggravating but, but back in the day so i had this girl and she had her crap strewn all over the the ballroom floor of tripods in her bag and you know and the mom tripped on it and like the planner i don't know who whatever sim someone started to get mad at me and i was like yeah that's not my stuff she is not with me she's with the planner or the florist or whatever that's not my team and the mom was like oh okay i'm sorry but you know, it's like, I don't want that assumption. I yeah, don't want people by to association. think because yeah. the guests don't know that I'm not going to walk yeah. around the room and tell every guest, Oh, by the way, that douche over there is not with me. Yeah. What happens at like videographers, same things happen to us too, where, you know, a videographer shows up in jeans or t-shirt or whatever. Exactly. And they, just, they assume like, Oh, like they're with them. Like, no, they're a yeah. separate company. Even this wedding we had this last weekend, there was a photo booth at the, at the wedding and it didn't open till kind of later on at the reception. And, uh, as people kept coming up to me going, when are you open in the photo booth? And I'm like, that's not my, that's not our photo booth. That's not our responsibility. That's somebody else is looking after that. Right. And then they just right. were like, Oh, and then they walked away. Right. But they just, they just assume if it's got anything to do with photography, it's, you know, they're going to look at the photographer first. Right. So, right. Right. Um, okay. One last question and then we'll, we'll move on to, uh, to our listener question, but I got uh, another, uh, question. What's, uh, what about during family formals? Do you have any tips or advice, you know, for dealing with guests? Cause that, that always happens when you're doing family f formals, there's always people there with right. cameras wanting to shoot over your shoulder or trying to shoot that formation because whatever they, they <laughs> or asking you to take the picture with their iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you handle that? Um, again, it's just part of the education. I talk to them ahead of time about it, but in the moment, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I say to them, you know, by talking ahead of time, I'm like, because if people are taking pictures all around, what's going to happen is you have the more people I have in a group, the more eyes, you know, I need to get to focus on me. And if they're not, and they're looking other places, your pictures are going to suffer from that. You're going to get the pictures back and go, Robert, why are 10 of the people looking to the right and to the left and, and not at you? I mean, it makes your photos look bad. So I said, if there's a problem, because some people will say, oh yeah, my mom or whoever is going to be an issue or whatever. And I say, do I have, you know, do you mind if I talk to those people in, in the moment if it becomes a problem? And, and then I say, no, I mean, they say, usually say yes. And, and then I will professionally hand it. If it's still a problem, then I walk straight up to the bride and groom and say, you know, under my breath. And, you know, I'm like, Hey, the woman over there or the guy over there, it's really a distraction. I've actually asked them to stop and they won't stop. Will you please say something? And now the bride will, or usually the bride or the groom will like, Hey, yeah. rich, knock <laughs> it off. And, now they're, down and, get and now they're publicly embarrassed in front of the whole crowd. Yeah. And they can be mad at me for, I don't even care, uh, but I, I try to deal with it. And Usually at first, if I do see someone and, you know, again, in the moment, I, I'll, I will, I will even maybe like, because there's several people I like, look, you guys, I need to take this photo and I need everyone to focus on me. So can you please not hold your cameras up or take pictures while I'm doing it? You can take it after my shot's done. 
But I just then I just work quickly, like I'll shoot it, and then then I'll just tear the group apart. I'm like, okay, well now I need yeah. you know all the cousins get out of the picture, and you know I start to tear it apart, and I walk up really fast, like I'll walk up and stand in front of the couple. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when I do my group shots, if I work with my, you know my typical regular second shooters, I actually don't shoot them. My second shooters shoot them, and I direct everyone. So I make sure that I'm in front of the couple and the families all the time, so that they don't really have a clean shot at it. Um, and then I just step out of the way for, you know, the, the pictures for that particular group. And then I'm right back in there tearing it apart. So there's many ways to deal with it, I think, but still most importantly, you need to be subtle. Uh, even if this makes you mad and you're, you know, you feel my pain and your pain, you know, you have to do it subtly. You have to, you know, handle it professionally because you are a, still a reflection of, of what goes on on the wedding day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to be a, you know, you don't want to be a jerk about it. Um, you know, if, if we're not under a super time crunch and I know I've got a little bit of time and it's a little smaller groupings and there is that family member that just insists on getting photos. Sometimes I will, st- you know, I'll step aside and say, Hey, let's let you get in here and get a shot. Right. And then, if, you know, after a couple times people realize like, Hey, this is going to take a long time. And then they, then the right. bride and groom will just say, Bruce has got this. You guys put your cameras away. And usually that kind of nips it in the bud because they're, they right. don't want to stand there for, for 45 minutes doing photos either. So sometimes I'll, I'll actually encourage them to say, come on in, you get the, and then they realize like, this is going to take a long time if this happens. Right. And they say something. And then usually I find that kind of kills it. That kind of nips it yeah. in the bud yeah. as well is another strategy that we use to kind of deal with it. Right. Or I'll have my wife go over and politely ask them to stop. Right. Because it's because people aren't focusing on me. And it always seems to be the grandparents. I don't know, but they're always the ones looking off the wrong. I'm like, no, you know, this camera. (laughs) Right. Right. So I looked at I was just editing my pictures from the wedding. I did this last weekend and there was one grandma. They had actually quite a few grandparents. And there was one grandma like every picture I took of her in the group shots. She's not looking. Yeah. And then there was pictures of her on the dance floor blinking like this this woman for whatever reason just didn't take one good photo that whole day you know like oh she just didn't yeah sometimes that happens yeah i've had that as well you know you try to like okay everyone look grandma smile grandma and they like refuse to look at you i'm like and again you you just have you just have to kind of move on but Yep. <laughs> it's all you can do. And a little, little trick that you could always do if somebody, I mean, they're going to catch it in today's world, but like this goes back to film. But if they ask you to take a picture with their camera, just put your finger in front of the flash or, you know, somehow block the lens a little bit with part of your finger. And yeah. <laughs> and then by the time you do that and they realize that you did it, you've already ripped a group apart. Yeah. You know? You've moved on to the next one. Yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, so, that's fine. You're like, Excellent. oh, I'm just not used to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not used to that camera. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, hopefully that gives, uh, you know, people some food for thought when it comes to unplugged weddings and kind of dealing with the overzealous uh, wedding guests with devices. So we're going to take a, a quick break to uh, thank our sponsor. And after the break, we're going to answer a question from one of our listeners. So this uh, this episode of Twip Weddings is brought to you by FreshBooks. And FreshBooks just launched an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. Uh, it's been redesigned from the ground up and custom-built to transform how freelancers and small business owners, such as wedding photographers, uh, get to deal with their day-to-day drudgery of paperwork. Um, so if you, you know, are looking for a solution to start invoicing and track your expenses, you know, getting started on FreshBooks is really simple. Uh, even if you're not a numbers person, which probably I would say a lot of photographers are not numbers 
people necessarily. No. Um, you know, FreshBooks is a great solution for you. Uh, it's got a very intuitive uh, interface. It's very easy to create and send professional looking invoices. Uh, you know, you can do up an invoice less than 30 seconds. So I've actually won jobs because I was able to get the invoicing to a client. It was a commercial job in this case, not a wedding job, but I got the, the invoice to the client really quickly. And that was one of the reasons they hired me was because, you know, we were good on top of things with the bookkeeping. Their previous photographer would take months to get them an invoice, which you would think a company would, you know, not want to pay right. quickly, but they, they wanted to pay quickly. So, you know, using a tool like FreshBooks, you know, you can get that invoice out right away. Uh, there's no formatting. There's no formulas. It's basically just like typing. They've tried to make it a lot of, they did a lot of research and they found a lot of people were using uh, like a word processing like word to do their invoices right. so they tried to make it very similar to that so it's just like typing in word uh you can create you know add your own logo you know customize it with your own color scheme so that it reflects your brand and then when you send out an invoice fresh books can show you if your client has seen it i really like that option because then you don't you know that excuse of oh we didn't get the invoice now you can actually see when they received it um, they've also revealed some other features to help uh, keep you organized and streamline the business side of things. Uh, there's a new dashboard. It's been redesigned and curated to answer the most important question of how is my business doing? So you can know at a glance what is owed, overdue, and whether you're in the red or the black, I guess. Uh, the notification center works like your personal assistant. It can tell you what's changed in your business since your last login and what should be dealt with things like overdue invoices. Uh, FreshBook also automates late payment email reminders, so you can spend less time chasing down clients for money. Um, you can now take uh, pictures of receipts on your phone uh, using FreshBook's iOS app. And FreshBooks will also handle your time tracking. So when it comes time to create an invoice, you'll know what you did and when you did it. So just you know, get ready for the simplest way to be more productive and organized. Most importantly, get paid quickly. So FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to our audience. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash weddings and enter weddings in the how did you hear about us section to start your 30-day free trial today. We thank FreshBooks for their support of Twip Weddings. All right, so we're going to move on and answer a, a listening listener question. So each week we'll choose a listener question to answer on the show. This week our question is from, and I really hope I don't butcher your name, Atwan Fuller. I hope I said that right. Um, so Atwan asks, uh, fellow wedding shooters, what are your thoughts and experiences with Facebook ads to generate wedding photography business? Um, same question for generating portrait business. I realize portrait is broad. Uh, he specifically is looking at maternity and newborn, but he's open to hearing about all and maybe someone else from the group will benefit as well. So he'd like to experiences with Facebook ads. I wish we had Brian on the show because I know he's got quite a bit of experience with Facebook ads, but I want to... Toss it over to you, Robert, to see, if, have you experimented with Facebook advertising and what's been your experience with it? I haven't really, you know, done much of it. I mean, what I do know about it is I could see it, uh, I could see it working in that because you can dial it into like where you want it, what your demographic is. It could just be, you know, in your immediate town if you want it and you could just target females and you can just target females with children or recently uh, engaged or recently engaged for weddings, you know, because of course everybody puts their engaged status. So I, it's nice because it does that. And I, and you know, from what I've seen, you don't have to spend a ton of money at first if you don't want to. I mean, you could do a 30 day campaign and, and say, well, I only do a hundred dollars. So you're only going to sell me impressions a day, but it's going to target just those people that 
that meet that. And I mean, hey, to try it for 100, 200, 500, however, whatever you want to do and, and, you know, do some tests and see what results you get from it. I think it's a, a pretty viable option. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know that um, Brian has a lot of experience with Facebook ads, so I'll um, I'll dig up. I know. I think he wrote an article on it over at uh, Sprouting Photographer, so I'll try and link to that. But I know that uh, the big thing is that, that it has this pixel tracking technology that you can basically put in on your website, and then if people, so if people, it's connected to your Facebook ads, and so if they visit your your website, there's this little pixel. And then when they go back to their Facebook, they'll start seeing your ads if you're doing the Facebook ads. And I remember Brian telling the story of he, he had met with this one bride and groom uh, about potentially booking their wedding. They didn't they didn't book with him. They, you know, and then a few months went by and they came back to him and said, you know, for, for some reason, just after we saw you and, and met with you, we, we just kept seeing you all the time on Facebook. And, and we felt like that was like a calling and, and he ended up booking them to book their wedding. Well, what was going on behind the scenes was there was the Facebook, the pixel tracking. So they had visited his website and then they were seeing the ads because they had been to his site. So I know that's a big kind of important piece of the Facebook ad puzzle is using that, uh, that right. pixel, that, Im- that embedded pixel. So that, that'll be something to, you know, research and look into if you're thinking and contemplating doing Facebook ads, but just to add on to what Robert said, I think if you're going to do something like that, it's, I think if you just do it kind of like 50 bucks, try it and it doesn't, it doesn't work. I think you're probably not going to see a lot of success. I think like anything you have to, to have a strategy behind it. You have to, to really think about what you want to achieve and, and try it for a while. Don't just try it for like one week and give up on it. Cause I think to get the, the results that you're looking for, you probably need to do it for a little while, like any kind of ad ad-based campaign right so but right, i do like right. the ability to target it which is it's which is great so hopefully that helps was that question on the facebook page that was on our facebook page yes yeah. so then yeah then maybe we could you know talk with brian and and get link you know or brian can go on there and comment and say here's you know here's the article that i wrote about it yeah for sure Excellent. Well, of course, if you've got a question for us, we want to hear from you. Uh, just head on over to thisweekinphoto.com and leave your question by clicking on the contact us button. Uh, choose weddings. Uh, you can also email us at twipwed at thisweekinphoto.com or send out a tweet. Use the hashtag twipwed to ask us a question. All right, let's uh, carry on. And we've got our next segment, which is our picks of the week. Uh, Each week, we will choose a photography-related item that we think would be a benefit to wedding photographers. Uh, Our picks can be anything as long as we can somehow connect it to photography or the business of photography. So, Robert, what have you got for us this week? So, I guess this week, you know, it's this show... We do so much prep, and this is always the hardest thing. (laughs) What's the pick of the week going to be? Yes. But I think this week, uh, recently, Sony just announced yet another iteration of the A6000. So we have the A6000, we have the A6300, and now the A6500. They're just busy little beavers over at Sony. Probably like one of my favorite Sony cameras in that it's small, uh, especially if you shoot sports or action, it shoots 12 frames a second. It's the fastest autofocusing camera out there. Um, So what's new with the 6500 over the 6300? Uh, they, you know, a little bit more of the, it has a in-camera image stabilization now as well. It has uh, even a little better quality 4K. Like, I don't have one in my hands yet. Yeah. Um, they, they've they even improved the focusing system more. But what I love about this camera, I think it's a great camera for anybody that's, like, maybe thinking about transitioning to Sony. I always know that, 
you know, it's it's a fairly inexpensive body. I think around uh, fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and really, if you if you still that's too much, you know, start at the six thousand. It's still an amazing camera. I still love my six thousand, and those are about five hundred now just for the body. Wow. Um, you know, and you can always uh, get a Metabones adapter to shoot your uh, Canon or your Nikon lenses or whatever camera you might be coming from. You know, to really kind of give it a try. But that's what I really like about it. If people are like, oh, I'm thinking about Sony, I usually suggest, well, I ask them what they shoot, of course, but I usually suggest, you know, try that camera first. Um, really for a couple thousand dollars, if you, you know, you could get a camera and a lens, a Sony lens and, you know, really, you know, not just the kit lens that comes on it um, and really, you know, give it a try. And it's super light, um, you know, fits in the palm of your hand. It's just, it's still, I think from all the things that put out, still my favorite, especially for my go-to sports camera. So it's the gateway drug for Sony. Exactly. (laughs) The 6,500. That's excellent. Yeah. I I, uh, tempted to get one of those, but I just picked up recently. This is my pick of the week uh, is the new Canon 5D Mark IV. Nice. So we've been waiting for this camera for a while. Um, It's been a few years. I I think it's been four years now since the Mark III came out. Has it been Um, that long? It has. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so we were new for one. I, um, it was still one of our bodies was our fourth body was a five B Mark two still. Mm-hmm. So we, um, yeah, it was, it was time. So that it was time to move on from that one. It was our fourth body. And I, one of the reasons was I just didn't want to have a body that didn't have dual card slots anymore. So it was time for that one, you know, time for that one to go. It had, it had served its purpose, but, um, you know, what compelled me with the Mark, the Mark four is they finally got around to putting Wi-Fi um, in the camera. So you can do, you know, what a lot of cameras have been able to do for a while now um, is, you know, transmit the, the photo from, you know, right. your SLR to your phone. So if you do, you know, ironically, we were speaking about the unplugged weddings, but, you know, one of the reasons, you know, now is, is that, that urgency to get the photo out right away, to get that sneak peek out right away. Right. So no more having to take a cell phone picture of the back of my camera. I can actually now take a photo and, and transmit it right uh, to my phone, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm really, really liking just the dynamic range so far. I've only shot a few weddings with it, but the dy- dynamic range on this is, is exceptional. Uh, the ISO again, as, as every time a new camera comes out, it's not revolutionary, it's evolutionary, but the ISO performance is, is great. Um, you know, I can shoot that at 6,400 and it looks like 1600 on some of our other cameras. So it's, you know, they've done a really nice job with that. Um, I don't do a lot of video, but it, uh, it does shoot 4k. Uh, some will say it's not full 4k because it's cropped, but whatever it shoots 4k and it's got a nice touch screen on it now, which is, which is quite nice. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. So just, you know, it's faster. It's definitely faster. Uh, autofocus, uh, is, is improved again as to be expected. So the usual, you know, the usual improvements that you would expect from a new camera. So that was my uh, recent gear acquisition was the 5d Mark IV. So that's my pick, which I'm sure many people by now will have got one of those, but excellent. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of another episode of Twip Weddings. We want to thank our sponsor fresh books for their support. And we want to remind you to send in your questions for the show and share your thoughts by commenting on the blog post for this episode. So before we bid adieu, what's uh, what have you got going on, and where can our audience go to keep up with you, Mr. Evans? Well, if you want to find me, uh, it's pretty easy. Just put my name in your Google window and in the Googles. 
between me and the producer, Robert Evans, you'll find me, but, uh, really easy. My website's robertevans.com. My Instagram and my Twitter are at Robert Evans and Facebook is Robert Evans studios. Excellent. Very good. And if you are looking for me, you'll find me over at my website, which is momentsindigital.com. And if you're looking for me on the social networks, I'm at Bruce Clark with an E at the end of Clark on the majority, majority of social networks. So the ones I'm on most frequently anyway. So that's where you'll find us. Of course, we'll also put links to Brian's as well. Brian wasn't with us today, but we'll uh, hopefully be back on the next show. And uh, we'll put links to all of his profiles as well. And of course, be sure to visit uh, our website at thisweekinphoto.com for our show and all the other great shows that are part of the Trip Network. And thank you again for listening to Trip Weddings, raising the bar one wedding at a time. Mm-hmm.